1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, Toronto's housing market continued to tighten in April as prices rose 4% from March and sales moved closer to last April's levels. The Toronto Regional Real Estate Board reports April sales fell 5.2% year-over-year, but were up about 9% from March. Those sales outpaced new listings, which were down 38.3% from a year ago, fueling more competition between buyers who were too hesitant to buy homes earlier this year due to interest rate hikes. The average price was also lower in April than it was a year ago, falling 7.8% to $1,153,269. Don Kelly, The Canadian Press, Toronto. So Asif, what do you think? What do you make of the numbers? Yeah, well, we had 7,531 sales in April. Now, compared to last year, we had 7,940 sales. So that gap has really tightened. Remember when we were down 30, 40, 50 percent? Mm-hmm. And when we're comparing uh, February to February or January to January, we're seeing these numbers decline a lot. And we knew that once April hits, we're going to start to tighten that up. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. So what are you seeing specifically here in York Region? In York Region, it's the exact same thing. We're, really? we're back to pretty much the levels that we were at in last April. Average price is starting to climb, and it's no different than what we're seeing in the big picture with the numbers that were just released by the Toronto Real Estate Board. We're starting to see sales creep up, and I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I, I can almost guarantee that May, May sales will be up compared to last May. Uh, May showed 7,226 sales last year. I think we'll be close to 8,000 sales, and that's going to be an increase over last May and an increase over April. Are you witnessing greater competition between buyers than with the low inventory? Yeah, for sure. If you look at where we were at just a few months ago and, and how much the market has changed pretty much overnight, we were talking about inventory creeping up to three months and four months and and wondering you know, how that's going to play out in terms of pricing. So although pricing is still down compared to where we were last year, pricing is climbing compared to last month. And that's an indication that the pent-up demand has returned to the market. The, the buyers, the immigration, uh, people that are being priced out of rentals and thinking, I'm just going to borrow some money from mom and dad and buy a place instead, this is all contributing to the bidding wars and the multiple offers and the upward pressure on price. Let's talk about then the average home price. It reached $1.15 million, down 7.8% from April of 2022. Same situation here in York Region then, roughly? Same situation. And, you know, when we looked at the numbers for York Region for April, Georgina was the only place that was sub $1 million. And even Georgina, the competition is fierce right now because a lot of the people that want affordability are moving to areas like Georgina in order to get into a home. So if we talk about that average price that it is declining, it still feels out of reach for so many. And it it declined, but now it's on the way up. Mm -hmm. And there is going to be pressure on people that need to get into a home or want to get into a home 
in order to, you know, where are you going to go to find that affordability? I think, uh, you know, we really need the government to step up now more than ever to build those houses that they've promised because supply is the main reason why prices continue to climb with the interest rates the way they are. The GTA is a different type of animal when it comes to real estate and you're always going to have that demand. You're going to have people that, uh, you know, where the supply is, is not enough to meet the demand. And if we don't have more houses being built right now, we're going to be even deeper in trouble for affordability moving forward. Okay, but building homes right now, you said this yourself, it takes time to get there. What do we do in the meantime? There's really not much we mm. can do in the meantime, and this is what a lot uh, of people are misreading uh, when they see posts on social media and things like that about uh, reasons why the prices are going up. The main reason is the supply-demand issue. If you look at inventory right now, Tina, we're just over one month of inventory. That's not enough. That means if we did not have any other homes come on the market, if there was just a stop for people listing homes, in about a month and a half or so, we would have nothing on the market. Now think about that. If there's nothing on the market and one house comes up in a neighborhood, you're going to have 10, 15, 20, 30 people interested in that property. And if they really want that house, they're going to overpay for that house. And that's the struggles that we had in 2015, 2016. And we're going to get back to that in a very short period of time. Do you think we'll get back to the 2022 levels where, you know, houses and the price of a home, it was going through the roof? And the whole reason for that was, well, money was very easy to get. It, mm -hmm. it was cheap money. And when you're looking at 1.8 or 2.5% for a mortgage, everyone was going for it. And it was really easy to upsize. And, and you know, even if you were downsizing and getting something nicer or moving up north to get a larger property, maybe a resort-like property, people were not afraid to do that because money was cheap. And now at the 4.5%, 5% interest rates, Sure, it's more of a traditional rate that we were used to, but with the price tags, it's making things unaffordable for people. And the fear right now is if the rates stay the same, I don't foresee an interest rate hike because now people know that it wasn't the interest rates that fuel the housing market. So if you want to, if you want to cool the housing market down, you need to build more homes, have more supply on the market so that people can look around and... and make that move easier and, and more affordable. Do you think just getting into the market then is the first step and maybe think about um, a semi or a condo purchase, something like that, instead of a detached home? It really is. And, and people have turned to condo purchases or condo townhomes, townhomes semi-detached. So they've adjusted their wants and needs from the detached homes down to something that they can afford. So it's a very different feel out there where before, you know, going back to early 2022 or late 2021, people were buying whatever they could because money was so cheap. Now they are afraid that what if there is another interest rate, rate hike? Would I be able to afford it? And that's what's causing a lot of stress and anxiety amongst people. And that's what we have to, we need more inventory. There's, there's no other answers to that. It sounds like there isn't an easy answer. It sounds very complicated. So on the one hand, if you're thinking about selling your home, you might be the only one in your neighborhood on the block selling that home. You might get a bit more 
for your home. There might be a bidding war. But in the same breath, you might not get those buyers because of the interest rates. Exactly. And, you know, it, it works its way all the way down, too. Now you have people with the, inter- the higher interest rates. You have landlords that can't afford to rent out their places for the rents that they were charging a few years ago. Now, they need to sell. If they sell, the people that are renting in there right now will have to find a new place. So that's putting more pressure on the rental market too and driving rental prices up because people need to live somewhere. And we need more purpose-built rentals. We need more housing supply. And it's not only for home ownership, but it's also for renters. We, we need to think about everyone that's out there and make sure that we're doing the right thing to get that supply into the market somehow. In terms of the rental market, have you heard those stories where landlords are suggesting they're going to renovate their units, their condos, to basically evict the current tenant and then be able to jack up the price? What do you think? I have heard those stories, and I know the Landlord-Tenant Board is acting uh, proactively in making sure that that doesn't happen, and the fines are pretty hefty right now, uh, so it does deter a lot of people from going that route, and that's part of the problem. If, uh, If you have to sell and a new buyer is moving into the premises, then, yeah, I mean, that's uh, nothing the tenant can do. But when the landlord feels that they're not getting enough and they see what their uh, neighbors are getting and they, you know, pull at these strings to try and evict a tenant just so they can get more rent, then that's not right either. But you also have to feel for the landlords because they have taken a huge hit. They've gone from maybe paying 1.5% on their interest rates to 4.5% on their interest rates. And that's tripled their expenses for this property. So they may have leased it out for $2,500, $2,800, and now all of a sudden their costs exceed what they're getting in rent. So they may not be able to carry it. Is the current rental market perhaps an opportunity for someone who maybe wants to rent out their basement or a room in their home? Is there an opportunity there? There really is. And laneway housing, there's there's so many different things that uh, in some areas, it's not legal to rent out your basement apartment. But if we were to think about affordability and open up those opportunities for homeowners to get some extra income from their property, that would save a lot of stress for homeowners and also offer some more opportunities for renters. But that opportunity should not be driven by dollar signs, right? You really have to prepare that basement apartment to rent it properly. You really do. There's a lot of safety concerns as well. You want to make sure that uh, there's access. Suppose a a door uh, is jammed or there's a fire. You want to make sure that your tenants can get out through a window. So there's a lot of work to do to prepare a basement unit for rent. After the break, fear and anxiety for home buyers. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif. Thanks, Tina. And joining us now is John Rowe, Research Associate with Angus Reid. John, welcome to On the Market. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Asif. John, there's a lot of anxiety amongst buyers about what's to come with the market. Tell us a little bit about what your recent research found 
Yeah, so we've been doing a lot of surveying over the last couple of years, uh, asking Canadians about affordability, especially when it comes to inflation. Our, our most recent survey data, we were asking about uh, asking homeowners and renters how they feel about kind of their mortgage payments and their rent, uh, and especially it comes to mortgage holders and their next renewal. And we found that while most mortgage holders are worried about what's, going, what's to come for their next mortgage renewal, uh, people on variable rates, and especially people who have mortgages with longer terms. So recent people who picked up mortgages are, are very concerned kind of about what, what their next mortgage renewal can bring. So can we talk specifically about some of the findings? What were the numbers in terms of those who held a fixed or a variable mortgage? Yeah, so for people that uh, hold a variable rate mortgage, uh, close to 56% of them say, uh, or sorry, 30, 37% of variable rate mortgage holders say that they're very worried that their next mortgage is going to bring much higher payments. Mm. Uh, and that's much higher than those that uh, hold a fixed rate mortgage. They're, they're concerned, but not nearly as concerned as those ones on a variable rate. And John, tell us a little bit about what you found in terms of interest rate hikes and how are people faring with the news or the possibility that there may be more? Yeah, we asked um, Canadians, I guess, if they've done anything to kind of help pay their bills in recent months. So looking at like maybe selling assets or drawing money from savings accounts. Uh, and overall, 40% of Canadians said that they've drawn money from a savings account that or another account they try not to touch. 11% say they sold an asset. And that figure is much higher among those, especially with variable rate mortgages. So half of Canadians have a variable rate mortgage, say they've drawn money from savings uh, so that number is 10, 10 points higher than the average for Canadians, uh, and 15% say they've sold an asset like a car or stocks or something like that. So we found that Canadians are kind of dealing it with it in different ways, but especially for those with variable rate mortgages, they're kind of dipping into savings and kind of accessing other kind of funds to kind of bring some more money in. So did you find that there were more people defaulting on their mortgage or dealing with foreclosures? Uh, we didn't ask that question specifically, um, it was more kind of about the general, like, okay, are, how worried are you or how are you kind of dealing with your mortgage payments in general? Um, so we didn't ask kind of specifically about whether or not people were defaulting on mortgages. But I know that figures from, from banks that have been coming out in recent months have seen those rates go up. So kind of from the empirical data that's out there, we know that, that those figures are kind of going up over time. And how did the behavior of homeowners versus renters affect the survey or, or what did you find with homeowners versus renters? Yeah, there's obviously renters are dealing kind of with the same things that homeowners are, except it's kind of like a second step. So if your landlord, their mortgage rate is going up, uh, you're probably going to see an increase on your rent when it comes to your own rental renewals. Uh, so they're they're kind of under similar pressures uh, dealing with, with increasing rates uh, with their rent. Um, but we found that renters were more likely to say that they're in terrible or bad financial shape. So about half of renters say that describe their personal finances with that. So owners, it was about one quarter. So renters, I think in general, are dealing with or having a harder time dealing with their finances than owners. But um, there are a lot of owners out there that are also kind of worried with the financial pressures they're dealing with. And were the concerns different among those maybe who are just starting in terms of down the road of mortgage and those who may be further into, um, into their agreement with their lending institution? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we found that uh, people who had 25 or more years on their mortgage term 
they were much more worried about what their next renewal is going to bring. So 56% of people with 25 or more years left on their return said they're very worried that their next mortgage renewal is going to cost more or significantly more. Um, whereas people that are like 10 years uh, left on their mortgage, that number was only 23%. So it's as people have like more time left on their mortgage, I feel like there's a little bit more concern out there. And they may have already been dealing with uh, higher payments or perhaps they didn't put as much of a down payment down, so they need to kind of extend the length of the mortgage. So there's a lot of financial pressures, I think, especially for kind of new homeowners. And traditionally, homeowners in the GTA specifically have always relied on having that added equity to their homes. What did you find in terms of equity and how people felt about how much equity is in their home during the survey? Yeah, so that was one of the questions we asked as well as if you were forced to sell your home now, like, would you make money or would you lose money? Uh, and for most homeowners, uh, and I think kind of reflecting the way house prices have gone in recent years, most homeowners say they would make either a, a bit or a lot. Uh, but for those that are kind of newer mortgage holders, so those more term left, they were much more likely to say they would lose money. So perhaps those people either got in at the peak of the market, which was across the country about February last year, um, it, I guess depending on local markets, it was a little bit different. But uh, it, it, for people that got in and have had their house for a little bit longer, they're they're less likely to feel like they they would lose money if they sold today. We also know that the Bank of Canada raised its target overnight rate eight times since the beginning of 2022. I'm sure that would have added to the anxiety that homeowners are feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think overall what we've been finding as we've been doing these surveys over the last couple of years is that people, I think, are just finding that everything around them is becoming more expensive. And uh, so the financial pressures are coming from your mortgages and those increased payments, but it's also coming from groceries increasing um, and just like life in general. It's become so much expensive, more expensive over the last couple of years in Canada. And John, you, your answers and the information from the survey have certainly piqued the interest of our listeners. If they want to read the full report, where can they find it? Yeah, we publish all our data on angusread.org. So we do surveys, of course, on on all sorts of issues, economic issues, political issues. uh, And all our surveys and data are available for free at angusread.org. And you can sign up for our uh, newsletter if you want to get your surveys delivered right to your mailbox. John, thanks so much for joining us for On the Market. And we hope to have you on again and get an update on the survey. Great. Well, thanks for having me on, Asif. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next, and we begin with Leo in Maple. He has decided to list his home in a couple of months, but needs advice about clearing the clutter from their longtime family home. Where and how to begin? Asif. Well, Leo, that is a question that we get asked so much. How do you start decluttering? And one, well, there's lots of services that uh, will be able to help you with that. But if you want to do it yourself, I would go through and remove any personal belongings first. And after that, just make sure that you have clear paths to the windows from each room to the closets so that people can walk around and the home doesn't look 
as you know small as it could become with larger furniture and things like that you want to make sure it's as accessible as possible to people walking through and that's going to make the home appear bigger and brighter to everyone can i put you on the spot though for a second you're often talking about how there's a lack of inventory if there is why do I have to go through the motions, the added expense, all of the issues associated with clearing the clutter? Can't we just have people come through the home and check it out? You sure can. And every home will sell because of the lack of inventory. But it's what are you going to get in terms of price point? If people mm. think that there's a lot of work to do or if they can't really envision the space, you're not going to get as many offers or as many decent offers as you would if you showcase the home properly. And what does it take to clearing the, cl- uh, the clutter and um, does it need also a coat of paint? What other investments would I be making to prep my home to sell? Cleaning the home. I, there's so uh, so many times where we'll walk into a home and there's dust bunnies all around or the vents are dirty and the windows are dirty. You want to make it as presentable as possible. Now, think of yourself walking into a model home. It doesn't have to be exactly like that model home, but you want to give it that feel. You want people to come in and envision themselves in this home as if it were their home. And that's what you want to do. You want to declutter it. You want to make it as unpersonal as possible so that they can walk in and they can imagine their kids in that house. And when they see pictures and things like that of your kids or or your family, it's still your house and they can't envision themselves in it. And a lot of times we'll say, oh, come on, people won't really notice that. Mm -hmm. But they do. And it's all psychological and it does make a huge difference. What about emptying the home altogether so it's completely vacant? What do you think about that idea? It's a good idea too, but it depends on the space. Sometimes you have rooms that may not be traditional sizes and things like that. So people will want to see where you have the TV. They'll want to see where you have the couch so they, they can say, okay, my couch will fit here as well. So little things like that do go a long way. But there's often times where if the furniture is really dated and it's dirty, you want to make sure that you get everything out and then people look at it as a clean slate. One more question about showcasing your home at this time of year. It's spring, green, um, It's there's very little snow, no snow out there. Is it better and easier to showcase a home at this time? It is because the curb appeal really does add a lot of value. So you want to make sure that that curb appeal is, uh, you know, adequate to bring people in. You want to draw them in right from the driveway into the home so that they're walking in with a great feeling about your home. And it also shows that you care about your home. So if it from the driveway up to the walkway, it's presentable, it's clean, you've got flowers blooming, it's going to set the tone for what they expect inside. Okay, next question. Ben in Markham writes, Asif, I have seen a few homes for sale in my neighborhood. Do you think I should take advantage of that and hopefully sell my house over listing? Part two, is renting a better option than buying right away? With the price of rents right now, it may not be a better option than buying right now. Uh, There are a lot of people that with the skyrocketing rents, they're actually turning from renting into buying because they could possibly get a mortgage that's less than what they would pay for rent. You know, an example is a one-bedroom condo is going for about $3,000 right now. Homes are going for about, uh, you know, a three-bedroom home is going for about $3,500 in the 905. So these are challenges that renters are facing, and a lot of them are now trying to borrow money from the bank of mom and dad and get into home ownership. As far as going on the market when there's a lot of homes on in your area, you want to go on when there's less inventory to 
pretty much have a chance at multiple offers. If there's three or four listings on your street, it becomes a price game because a lot of these layouts may be similar to what you have. Now people are looking at these homes and saying, well, if they both are the same layout, they both show the same, it's going to come down to price. So I'm going to negotiate with both of them to try and get a more favorable price. This is what the buyers are thinking. What the sellers are thinking is, if I'm the only game in town, then I can command whatever I want because if people want to be in this area, if they want to be on this street, if they want my house and there's nothing else in terms of competition, then that's what's going to get you the multiple offers and the bidding wars. So it's not just about location, location, location. It's also about timing. It is. It really is. And, and that's why we always say, you know, you got to jump on as quick as possible because once all your neighbors are on the market after the spring season kicks in, now it becomes a price game. As a reminder, if you have questions for On The Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can get me at 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.